Hi, good morning, good evening, good night. Um, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Baddie Talks Podcast. Um, I just want to let you guys know this episode is going to be a little bit different than the previous episodes where we, you know, um, talked about issues that women personally themselves dealt with um, in our relationships, our friendships, you know, at work. I thought it was important to speak about this topic because of my personal experiences and also because of a story that um, you may have seen on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever social social media networks that you use. So um, a little girl, she was a fifth grade student at um, a school in South Carolina. She was being bullied and she was beat up. She was assaulted so bad that she was taken to a hospital. Um, the paramedics came to the school, picked her up from the nurse's station. She was taken to the hospital and then airlifted to another hospital. And um, she did, unfortunately, pass away. So the reason why I wanted to talk about this is because of what her grandfather said. Her grandfather said that she was just great. She was, you know, she was active in her family's church. She was just a 10-year-old little girl. So none of us think that when we send our children to school that they should not make it home or that they they make it home, but they're so, excuse me, physically and mentally damaged that they don't want to go back to school. Or they can't go back to school because they're so physically and mentally damaged. Um, and this really hurts me because my I have two daughters. They are in the first and second grade and they're seven and eight years old. And we moved and we, we, we went to another a new school and my children went to a new school. My daughter was then, my daughters were then in kindergarten and first grade. So, um, and it's the same school that I went to as a child. So, you know, I knew some of the staff members there. I felt really comfortable with my children going there. So this is the first time that my babies rode the bus. So, um, a little shortly after they started riding the bus and going to school, I could tell that something was going on with my daughter, but I didn't know. I didn't know what was going on with her. My, my first year old, first grader at the time, I didn't know what was going on with her. I just knew that something was going on. She, when she would come home from school, you know, she wasn't her normal happy self. And if you knew the daughter that I'm talking about, you would know she's always happy, dancing, music, all that. She loves all of that. So she wasn't coming home as her normal self. So I asked her, I was like, what's going on? And she was like, oh, nothing. You know, she didn't want to say anything at first. So then I cracked into it like, no, like what's going on? So she eventually told me that a little girl that was in the fourth grade and a little boy that was in the fifth grade were picking on her. So, um, you know, I told her at first, you know, ignore them. You can just, just ignore them. But it hurt my feelings because I'm like, when I was in elementary school in the fifth grade, I didn't want anything to do with the first grader. Like, I I didn't even have a conversation with them. And if it was, it was, you know, like I would talk to my baby sister. So, you know, the ignoring didn't work. She came home from school still, and she was acting the same exact way. So I went into mommy mode. So I, I was calling the school, um, speaking to her teacher. I was speaking to the principal, the, the office manager, everyone. Anyone that I could speak to, I, I was speaking to them. And um, that wasn't working. 
So, you know, I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to go to this little girl's house and this little boy's house. So I went to the little boy's house. Um, and when I got there, there were no parents there. There were like six kids there and no parents. So, you know, the sociology in me thought, you know, maybe this, these kid, this kid, this little boy is picking on my daughter because he, and he was the oldest out of all these kids. So I was like, maybe he's picking on Kenise, my daughter, um, because all the responsibilities that he's had, you know, the stress that he brings to school, this is his way to release it. Not saying that it's okay, but I was just trying to empathize a little bit with the little boy because I couldn't imagine being the oldest of six and having to take care of them by myself. So I talked to him and I was just like, you know, I'm not going to say much to you because your mom's not here. Um, but, you know, you should be looking out for my daughter. You know, you should, if somebody's picking on her, you know, we got to protect each other. You know, hey, y'all leave her alone. You know, that's that type of thing. So we really didn't have many more problems with him. You know, the occasional teasing, um, but, you know, not too much. But the little girl that my daughter was having an issue with, I went to her house and her mother wasn't there, but her uncle was there. So I talked to her uncle and um, the little girl also came to the door and she was like, you know, the jerking neck thing and the attitude and I wasn't bothering her and that type of thing. And I was like, oh, okay, this is, this is how this is. So talked to her. And then uncle, nothing changed. Okay, so I said, you know, I'm going to give it another visit. And hopefully this time her mother is there. So when I went this time, her mother was there. So I talked to her mother. And her mother was like, oh, I'm, we're not going to do this. And and um, I'm going to, she's not going to be, you're not, not going to have to worry about her anymore. You know, so I was like, okay, great. Thank you so much. And I left. So very next day. My daughter comes home from school and tells me that the little girl was picking on her again. And then she said that you're a snitch, you know, a tattletale for the, you know, my listeners that don't know what a snitch is. Basically, she was calling her a tattletale. Um, so, sorry, guys, I don't know what happened there. Um, but please bear with me. Don't critique me too harshly. But, um, but yeah, as I was saying, you know, now I'm mad. Now I'm outraged and I'm going back to the mom's house. And this time I'm not going to be so nice. And I'm like, look, you know, your daughter is putting her hands on my daughter. We're going to have to stop this because at this point, I'm not coming to you nicely anymore. I'm not going to the school nicely anymore. This has to stop. We're not going to deal with I'm not going to deal with this. She's not going to have to go through this, her or her little sister, the entire time they ride the bus. So um, the little girl was no longer on the bus for a while. Okay. All right. So new school year comes. Um, the little boy is no longer in school because he was in the fifth grade and now it's just a little girl. Now this year she's in the fifth grade. So, um, the beginning of the year was pretty cool. The little girl was, um, playing with my daughter. She would, you know, ask if my daughter could play and, you know, I would tell her no only because I, I'm, I'm just really, I didn't, I didn't trust her or her mother. Um, but, uh, my daughters met a new little girl on the bus and they, they were really, they were pretty cool. They were really nice. I liked her mom because her mom was somewhat like me, the way she handled, um, the way she handled situations on the bus. She, you know, was straightforward and upfront like I was. So, um, here now in March, my daughter, my younger daughter this time, now she's in the first grade and my oldest daughter's in the second grade. So now my 
first grade daughter comes home and tells me that the little girl smacked her in the face. The fifth grade little girl smacked her in the face. So if you knew my first grader, you would know she is the complete opposite of my second grader. She is quiet. Um, she kind of is like the baby of the family, even though she's not, but she acts like the baby. So she um, come home and tells me that. And I'm outraged at this point because I'm like, well, why didn't the school? I haven't gotten a call from the school at all. Um, nothing. I hadn't received any information. If my daughter didn't come home and tell me that, then I wouldn't know. So I'm livid. Okay, so the a couple days later, it may have been the following week, I get a call from the principal to tell me that my daughter's got into a fight. So I run up. No, no, no. They didn't tell me what happened. They just told me I had to come get them from school. So I run up there thinking that something happened because, you know, I've been telling the girls at this point, you need to stand up for yourself. You're not going to let anyone put their hands on you. You need to defend yourself. Don't start anything, but you need to defend yourself because we're not you're not going to go to school and get bullied. The school isn't doing what they're supposed to do. So, no, we're just not going to do that. The parents aren't helping. So we get to school. Um, I get up to the school and the principal is just my two daughters there. So I'm like, okay, um, what's going on? So she proceeds to tell me, the principal proceeds to tell me they got into a fight. So I'm like, okay, well, what's going on? I'm, I'm looking at the girls. At this point, I'm kind of like upset with them because I'm like, what's going on? So the story was a little girl on the bus kicked my, my first grader and my first grader asked her not to kick her. So... The little girl starts to wave her hand in my daughter's face and said, I didn't kick you on purpose. I didn't mean to. So my daughter said, and mommy, I smacked her hand out of my face because she pokes me with her finger in my face. So I'm just sitting there looking at the principal and like, okay, now what else happened? So my second grader came up and asked the little girl, she said, hey, don't put your, well, she didn't ask, she told her, don't put your hands on my little sister. Then a little, the little girl hit my second grader so then there was a fight so at this point I'm just looking at the principal like okay I understand they shouldn't be fighting on the bus but how should they have handled this situation so she says they should have told the bus driver so I said okay um and and mind you guys this was the day after Renaya Wright was beat up to death so I, I said to the principal I said you know excuse me excuse me I'm not trying to be you know I'm not trying to have an attitude I'm not you know trying to bring that that energy into your office but my daughters have literally been getting bullied for two school years um this is the way that they know to defend themselves and protect themselves and I'm not gonna make them think that they did anything wrong because I have let you know that they've been bullied the bus driver is aware they've been bullied you know, this was going to turn into another case of them being bullied and they're tired of it. And so am I. So she said, well, they're going to receive their referrals tomorrow. And I said, OK. So I left the school, took the girls home. I just talked to them about, you know, making sure that they understood that they don't start anything. Um, this, you know, you are going to protect yourself, but you don't start anything. And I've been trying to get my first grade to stand up for herself more. So um, I'm not sure what the uh, what the what the principal expected me to do or say to them, but they ended up not getting suspended. And I think it's because, like I told the ladies in the Baddie Talks group, you guys have to start leaving a paper trail when it comes to your children. You have to start leaving a paper trail because 
that these these administrators, these districts, they will act like you did not you know, you, you didn't take the proper precautions, the proper protection for your children. Leave a paper trail. Anytime you email someone about your children being bullied, email write letters, you know, keep, keep a paper trail, keep copies of these emails, keep copies of these letters because stuff gets lost in phone calls. You know, it'll be like, Oh, she didn't tell me that. Or I wasn't aware of that. And it's our, our job to protect our children that way. It's their jobs too, but we have the best, you know, the best interest for our children. So I also wanted to give you guys a little bit, um, one of the scenarios from the Batty Talks group. One of my ladies said, my son had been bullied for three years. Last year in second grade, I let the teacher know the child that bullied him in first grade was in his class. She was like, oh, he, will, he won't be bullied. Not even a month in, he was bullied. I told her she argued me down and that it didn't happen. Then the boy ended up spraining my son's on the bone in his arm and hand. I called the cops. Nothing happened. I asked my son to switch classes because the teacher was rude. He had horrible last year. This year, he had been bullied by three kids. One ran his head into the water fountain. The little girl started smacking and punching my son in the face last Friday. Because my son doesn't talk much, they wanted to write my son up. Oh, and he finally hit the girl back. After she had been mushing my son all year, pulling him by his hoodies to the ground, I've been to the principal and vice principal. My next step is the superintendent because the bullying is horrible at his school. I didn't teach my son to fire hit girls, but enough is enough. I put him in karate and boxing and told them that my son will be hitting them back because my son is very nice and they pick on him. So I have to, I have to say, yes, this mother is correct. You know, we don't want to teach our kids violence, but we cannot continue to send our kids out into the world, allowing them to get bullied without them being able to protect themselves. Um, he doesn't step in and protect himself if the mother didn't teach him how to protect himself the bullying will continue because she's talked to everyone inside the school that she can possibly talk to um another comment that i wanted to kind of leave with is this one we felt what we failed to realize as parents at times and i'm not going to say that this is every parent and this happens in every home but one thing as a parent that we miss is we can become our own children's or child's bully Believe it or not, most kids' first bully is their parents. So I agree with this as well. I think that sometimes we take our frustrations out with our children. Um, you know, they don't even get a chance to tell us anything, you know, because we're so frustrated with our life and what we have going on. It may be work. It may be uh, that extra class that we decided to pick up. It may be, you know, our spouse or our significant other. It may be anything, you know, financial issues. But them, those issues have nothing to do with our children. Um we have to model what it's like to be a good person to our children. If we speak negatively to them, they're going to think that it's okay. If you do think, you know, that you may not speak as positively to your children as you, as you, as you, you should, you can change that, you know, um, because our children shouldn't see us as another bully. You know, our children should not know what bullying looks like because it's, the bullying is happening in the home as well. Um, but we have to do something. We are going to, me and Rakita Taylor, she is the founder of her organization, Sisters Healing Sisters. We are going to be throwing um, an anti-bullying event. We'll have more details when, you know, we get more information. As soon as we get the information, we'll give it out to you all. It'll be a free event. We're super excited about it. We're, you know, super passionate about it because her children have also been bullied at school. So, you know, it's just <clears throat> mothers, um, 
advocating for our children. We have to. We we must because the schools are not, you know, they're not doing it. You know, and it's not every school. It's not every administrator, but they're just not. They're not doing it. But I just wanted to, you know, let you all know if you do have a children, be active in their lives. You know, listen to them. Notice the signs. Notice when their behavior is different than it usually is. Um, thank you so much again for tuning in to Batty Talks um, podcast. This podcast is kind of choppy. I apologize. I don't know. Um, had a couple of technical difficulties, like I said earlier. Please don't critique me so much about it. I'm still pretty new with this podcasting thing. But I just want to say thank you so much, y'all, for supporting me and, and tuning in when I do get these things out there. I love y'all so much. All right, I'm out.